Now in its seventh year, the Landscape Show is back. Wednesday, May 22nd at Sandown Racecourse. The Landscape Show is the epicentre of a concentrated gathering of landscape designers, architects, residential and commercial contractors and decision makers seeking the latest innovations and forging invaluable connections. Whether you're an exhibitor showcasing groundbreaking concepts and solutions or an attendee on the hunt for the hottest trends, this trade show is your ticket to growth, innovation and making those connections that truly matter. Don't miss The Landscape Show. Sandown Racecourse, May 22nd, 8am to 3pm. Register at thelandscapeshow.com.au Hi, I'm Darren Bradbury from Mint Landscape Design and you're listening to The Front Garden. Welcome to The Front Garden, brought to you by MRL Media, providing video and audio services to the landscape industry for over 10 years. Hello and welcome to The Front Garden, a podcast brought to you by Landscaping Victoria Master Landscapers. I'm Chris Weiss and as always, sitting across the desk here, I've got Tyson Owen. Tyson. Yo. How are we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you want to do that again? Yo. <laughs> I mean, do you want to intro again? No, no. All good. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Yourself? Amazing. Fantastic. Today, mate, we've got uh, Darren Bradbury from uh, Mint Design. Darren, welcome to the show, mate. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Very well. Very thank good. you. Good. Very good. Thanks for coming in, mate. Yeah, thank you for inviting me on. Not oh, a problem. Did we invite him? I thought, I thought you did. I thought he was just at the front. <laughs> we just grabbed him. No, I'm right. sure someone invited me. <laughs> Have I got the wrong day? <laughs> No, mate. Uh, this is the Mental Feelings podcast. Yeah, we need to talk about our feelings. <laughs> yeah. Emotional support network. <laughs> Love a good backstory. So tell us where you started out, how you got into the industry, and um, where it all began for you. Sure. Yeah, the um, classic, where did you come from? Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I started life, uh, or my professional life, in the wine industry. So um, yes, let's talk about that. All right. Yeah, did I you bring had, it in? No, no oh, I shit. didn't. I thought you guys were <laughs> supplying. This is this is, this is is wine, yeah, right? Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. No, Okay. <laughs> look, no, I, I started um, in my early 20s in the wine industry. I was making wine at De Bordelis in the Yarra Valley. Oh. Um, I had a diploma in viticulture, so I growing grapevines, but quickly worked out that I wanted to make the stuff and drink it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've worked in that for a number of about five or six years and, um, look, I, it was an enjoyable thing to do, but I kind of quickly worked out that the wine industry wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sort of, you know, to be in the wine industry, you've got to kind of work out in the middle of nowhere in vineyards, um, whether that's, you know, close to Melbourne or, you know, right out in the middle of, middle of, uh, the countryside and it, that, that kind of, that didn't work for me. And I also felt that that industry didn't really promote young people coming up and through it. Mm. There's a very low ceiling so that you can't really go very far. You work in the winery and then Got you become it. a winemaker. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and so for young people trying to move up in that, that, that was not that straightforward. Um, and I thought, hey, what, what do I want to do? What do I enjoy about what I'm doing at the moment? And mm-hmm. what I did like was all the biology stuff. Um, and all the chemistry stuff as well. Um, and drinking it. And drinking it. That was good. Yeah. And, and you know, I was, I, was, I was a wine judge too at um, the Melbourne Wine Show and the Tasmanian Wine Show. Um, and that was the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was three, three or four days of just drinking wine. Yeah. Um, mm. That was good fun. That's Tyson Friday to Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday right. and Wednesday. It's just- <laughs> you guys would be but, well qualified for that too. So you're like the worst person to have to buy like a, a thank you gift for. Uh, no, no, the easiest. Oh, okay. Just give me a bottle of wine. Just a fruity Alexia. Yeah, <laughs> just just spend over 30 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, okay. That's good. We can do that. <laughs> Don't give me the really cheap stuff, but yeah. I'll accept anything over 30. Yep. Okay, there you go. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm easy to buy for. Yeah, wine's always a good one. Um. But, you know, I've kept up drinking the stuff, but yep. I got out of the industry and, uh, yeah, I, I decided I like the biology stuff and it kind of made sense to me to go into to gardens um, and horticulture. So I made the jump probably late 20s, about 28 years old, yep. um, into horticulture, Bachelor of Horticulture. Actually, I started with the Advanced Diploma of Horticulture at Burnley. Yep. Um, and, yeah, haven't looked back since and I kind of – did a little bit of everything on the way through, you know, um, garden maintenance. I worked in retail nurseries while I was studying as well. Mm. Um, did a bit of construction um, and then, you know, I'd always switched over to, to do design. So I kind of worked my way over to that side of things as quickly as I possibly could. Yep. And like all mature age students, I kind of, you know, threw myself into it mm. um, and worked really hard, yep. you know, um, did a lot of study, 
you always feel like you need to catch up when you change change industries or careers sort yes. of later in life. You kind of feel like you really got to catch up um, and get to know as much as you can as quickly as possible. So I did that. And um, yeah, sort of, I must have, that's now 17 years. Yep. Jesus, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Before Tyson was born. <laughs> <laughs> so h- how did you find the shift going, going from the wine industry to then uh, throwing yourself headfirst into being a student? Yeah, it was um, a bit of a culture shock. It was, it was hard because you kind of, the hardest thing I think is that you, you build up. I'm, I'm, I'm always quite an anxious person in terms of getting to know things anyway. And yeah, so in the wine industry, I'd throw, Again, I was working seven days a week. I was doing winery yep. tours, wine judging, uh, making wine, a bit of viticulture here on the side as well, working in a cellar door. So there was a whole bunch of knowledge. You, you were you all have. in. I was mm-hmm. all in. Because, yep. um, I, I mean, I don't do anything unless I'm all in. And um, what, what's hard is that you, you, you get all that knowledge over a period of time and then you've just got to go, look, I'm going to shut that down yep. and yeah. open something else up. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it's kind of it is it is kind of hard. You kind of kill that part of things and start anew. Um, but look, it was enjoyable. Burnley is the greatest place to study in the world. It's it's amazing. We've had this conversation. General like, consensus, yeah. is it? Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone that? literally, yeah. Everyone all the superstars that come on the show have been from a Burnley background. Yeah, yeah it's and unbelievable. It's no longer well. Burnley's yeah. around, but the the course isn't. Yeah, and no. what a what a shame. What a loss to the industry. Huge. Yeah, it's, it's weird though because, like you said, all, a lot of the heavy hitters that are in our industry come from a Burnley background. It's like, why the hell did it stop? Yeah. Ask what Melbourne the hell Uni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like well, it's just, it's weird. Yeah. Melbourne Uni changed <laughs> the way they, they run all their courses and things. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's an absolute shame because um, that course, it, it gave, it was really the birth of everyone in our industry in terms of, you know, arboriculture, um, not so much agriculture, but a little bit of that nursery work, um, you know, design and construction. Um, you had some fantastic, really amazing knowledgeable people um i studied under ian winston doing landscape construction um and i think i, w- I was un- i studied under him for about a year and a half and I-, I swear every every class i went to of his i'd just hang on every word he was mm. amazing yeah, really right. knowledgeable guy knew his stuff um and presented it really well in a way that everyone could understand um and you really felt like you you were talking to a guy who um, you know, he had 40 years experience or whatever, yeah. just incredible, yep. incredible. And now we, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. So, um, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you get that kind of knowledge into people? Um, I think our courses or a lot of the education stuff out there at the moment just doesn't kind of live up to that same sort of, um, same sort of, uh, yeah, the same sort of experience that yeah. you get there. Mm. Um, and, and, and the location and just everything about Burnley, um, it was it was perfect for our industry, and no longer amazing, isn't it? When yeah, my, that everyone everyone says exactly the same thing, mm. and it's such a shame. Yeah, you get Melbourne Uni on the podcast, and maybe put our first writer reply. Yeah, yeah. Let's what see if heard. we can get him to swindle. What's change some things? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, um, so then Mint Design. Tell us a bit more about Mint Design. Yeah, Mint Design came about about seven years ago. I should know the answer. To that should I? Uh, yeah. So it, I was working for Scott. Um, in TLC design. Um, so Scott Wind of TLC Pools had a design sort of arm of the business. Right. Mm-hmm. TLC design, um, I, was pre- I, was, I was effectively managing that, or I was TLC design. Um, I went overseas for a year um, and lived in New Zealand. Um, and when I came back, we decided to go on business together. Um, and I did say one of the conditions was we had to change the name <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to whatever it needed to be. And fresh start. Fresh start. Yep. Came up with Mint. Um, where did that come from? Yeah, how? Well, oh, this is mint. This is mint. Yeah, I know. If I had my time again, you might you might go something different. But you know, when you when you're coming up with a name for your business, like you can spend so much time just Mm. going over it, over it. At the end of the day, it kind of doesn't matter. Um, As long as it's not offensive, I think it'll be fine. Or or, or really stupid, you know. Uh, But you know, you can kind of call yourself anything. It's kind of the branding you build around it as you grow that that really is important. but you know, mint. Look, it's it's fresh. It's short. It's a short name. It's a fresh. It's botanical. You know, yep. all these sorts of things. Pretty basic. One the one thing I thought I checked, but I probably didn't check enough was, you know, we, if you 
whether that name was being used a lot mm. on the oh, internet. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mints, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> um, you know, it's a mint you don't lighting. think about those things. Oh, I thought I thought I checked, but no, it turns out I didn't check very well because there's a mint lighting, there's a mint kitchen, there's, yeah. there's a mint everything. Yeah. There's even a mint, another mint landscape, mint design somewhere around. I think so. Yep. Um, yeah, look, it, it it that it came about. Um, we kind of both got to a point where it's like, you know, let's just pick that because yep. we both kind of agree on that. Mm. Um, and so we became Mint. And, um, yeah, it effectively rolled over from TLC Design uh, in a way, but we've kind of, when we started that business, I pretty much take care of the business day-to-day. Scott is a partner in the business, um, and Scott works effectively one day a week in Mint. Mm-hmm. Um but he's got all the, the the construction knowledge and background and things that um, I don't necessarily have. I have a bit of it, but he's got you know, 30, 35 years experience in that sort of thing. Um, so he's a very valuable person to have by your side, mm. um, especially when doing construction drawings or trying to troubleshoot on site. Um, things that come up, he's great to have around. Um, but yeah, it that we, we had to kind of take what we had as TLC design to create something new, not just in the name, but in the brand and how we do things and, and how we present ourselves and what yep. kind of design we're doing. So we started again, basically. Mm, amazing. Yeah. And how's it all now? What's the structure with Mint staff-wise? Yeah, so I'd be um, chief designer, um, uh, senior designer, and we've got a junior designer under me um, who also does a fair bit of um, the permits and things, um, which is a big part of what we do. It's kind of the, the the thing that no one really thinks about, but you know, mm. planning permits. Um, you know, we do a lot of uh, pool fence drawings and things as well for TLC pools still. Um, the or non, the non sexy side of the non sexy stuff, the boring <laughs> stuff. Yeah, report but and the consent. Crit- the, oh, yeah, yeah, report and consent. That's Dude. another one. Yeah, all of that stuff. The red um, tape. We try to get someone. Try to have someone who does that stuff day to day, so they understand it, yeah. and so that they've got the head around it, and they can pick stuff up because. You know, you can get through a whole project and suddenly realise that, oh, yeah, we've got that front fence that we do need to re- report and consent for yeah. um, or build over easement or any of those things. Mm. Um, we've also got someone who specifically just deals with construction drawings and they also do modelling and rendering because um, we do a lot of 3D work mm-hmm. in-house. Um, and obviously Scott's my business partner, does a bit of design as well. And then we've got an accounts person and we've got a marketing person as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Best thing I ever did was put on a marketing person. About two years ago. Yep. Yeah. Is it a full time role or just a? <laughs> it's part time. Part time. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I, yeah, potentially full time in the future because yeah. it's it's that valuable to our business. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Have you seen a massive sort of uptick in in the the quality of exposure since putting that person on? Or yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um. And I guess you you're always wondering as a business owner whether you put that overhead in yep. because it's effectively overhead straight. Yeah. You know, you're not getting a return on that straight away. Um, you're paying that person's wage. You don't necessarily know how much that's going to bring in either. Mm. Um, but to take that that side of the business, you know, the Instagram stuff, you know, that you, know, you might sit there at night just sort of pump something out on, onto Instagram or whatever, Facebook probably at the time. Um, mm. You can do it, yep. but you don't do it very well. You don't yep. do it very consistently. consistently yeah. um, and someone who does that professionally day in, day out, they just do it so much better. Our marketing person, Dan, is exceptional at what she does. Um, and yeah, kind of haven't looked back and it's, it's been very valuable. I, I always sort of, cause we went through COVID and there was this amazing, you know, the bit, the industry went bananas, right. You know, we also sort of spent the first two months wondering what was going to happen with our businesses and then it went mm. crazy. Um, and everyone was so busy and I was kind of wondering, you know, is that because of our market? Are we busy because of our marketing or are we busy because of just because the industry is busy? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think there's no, there's no doubt in my mind now that we are, Still very very busy um, because of the marketing, and not not only are we not just pulling more jobs. That's not the aim of what we want to do. We don't want to get bigger and bigger and bigger because um, then we just have to put more and more people on. But we're getting better jobs, yeah. And that's that's the kind of key. We just wanted to get better jobs um, over time and continually access parts of the market that where we want to be. Um, ideally, sort of better budgets where we can do more interesting things, bigger projects, and yeah, just more fun stuff. I suppose. Mm. Yep. That, that's a hard metric to sort of measure with when you said, you know, it's a new overhead that you bring into the business. Mm. <clears throat> if you're getting better quality work and, a, and a better inquiries and things like that, paying for itself. Like yeah. that's, that, the dividends on that are huge and it's just less less issues, less worries. And Absolutely. You, you're not getting you know, 
quote unquote tire kickers. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're legitimate leads, and the, the time that you are and effort that you're putting into jobs and leads is quality. Yeah, it's that's saving right. You the hassle. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and, and just yeah, you're, you're getting jobs that you enjoy more, and um, and and bigger projects as well. I mean, we don't always want massive projects, but it is good to work on larger projects rather than a bunch of small ones, just yeah. because there's a lot more involved in the smaller stuff, mm. um, and they they soak up a lot more of your time, but. Um, yeah, that's exactly what we, we were trying to do, and I think it's working. And, um, yeah, that's why I mean I'd be we, happy to have someone on full-time or doing that even more because it's I think it's that valuable to our business. Botanics Plant Supply is a wholesale nursery dedicated to the production of high-quality trees and shrubs. Offering competitive prices, they supply a large range of native, exotic, deciduous and evergreen stock to commercial and domestic landscapers, developers, councils and planting contractors. Botanics offers daily delivery services throughout metropolitan Melbourne and can arrange regional and interstate deliveries with specialist plant carriers. As a gold partner of Landscaping Victoria Master Landscapers and sponsor of The Front Garden, Botanics are proud supporters of the landscaping industry. For more information, visit botanicsplantsupply.com.au. That's B-O-T-A-N-I-X plantsupply.com.au. Yeah, right. And it makes your portfolio look better too. Getting those big jobs. So, well, you know, the other thing is it makes your portfolio easier to assemble because you have someone dealing with the photography side of things. Oh, yeah, okay. Because that 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 side of stuff is coordination just, of all of that coordination. Mm. You wouldn't. Ah, oh, you just. I don't think you ever really kind of consider it too much until you go and do those photographs. How much is involved in getting that site ready, yep. liaising with the client, you know, mm. cleaning it up. Um, getting any styling and things, coordinating the photographer. I mean, mm. it was like the last sort of three or four jobs, it seems like every time we organise a photographer, it rains. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're constantly adjusting when you See can go out weeks. there. Yeah, what <laughs> time of again. day. Yeah. Clean, clean it again. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Client loves it. It's like, yeah, yeah. no worries. I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah. Of course you can come and clean my house. <laughs> well, those windows are looking a bit dirty yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, although the client ends up always doing a bit as well, you know. Yeah. They say pretty oh. house proud. They want Absolutely. to look great. You'd yeah, want to be one sure. of the 10 or 15 jobs on the website, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Versus you thinking, yeah, you guys going to come take some photos soon? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it takes a lot of effort and having someone yeah. on that side of things, organising furniture <clears throat> and stuff too is good. Yeah, really sure. good. Speaking of portfolio, we've had some uh, recent industry awards. Mm, a market is delight, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. you guys did fairly well. Congratulations. It's, Thank you. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. quite a good turnout. It was a good night. Yeah. Um, very surprising. Um, but you know, really welcome to get some um, some great feedback, I guess, from the industry. What what I think um, it, it's just great. I mean, you've got we've had three years of being, I guess, smashed from a work perspective. We've just had so much work, and um, it's just really great to get, I guess, something back from our peers and things, or some recognition from the industry that um, you know we've done something good over the last three years. And um, like I said, was not expected at all. And um, yeah, we won quite a few awards that night, which mm. I'm, I'm really proud of. And the team, I'm really proud of the team for sort of getting us there. Yeah, absolutely. Can mm-hmm. you share some details about the projects that uh, got you up on stage? Look, we had some good projects um, available for this year. I mean, what, what my wife's personal favourites was actually our Williamstown project, which was um, a really interesting project from the perspective that the client actually built the project. Um, oh, right. Yeah, built it off a concept plan too, no less. Are you kidding? Um, yeah, which that's and, normally a red flag if you hear that. Yeah, you go, normally, oh, normally um, yeah. if the client says I'm going to do it myself, yep. um, you, you kind of write that one off as yep. you know yeah. it's probably never going to come back. But he was exceptional. He's a he's a he's a commercial builder by trade anyway, right. but I think just a very very clever man. Yep. Um, and we had done renders and things for him, so it wasn't just a concept plan. Um, but he built entirely off that, off those renders, and um, made it look exactly like it. It was it was phenomenal. Um, so it was pretty impressive. That was a Williamstown project, and um, that one best pool design. Um, and then of course there was the landscape in Yarraville, which won um, landscape of the year. Yep. Which again was another one that was managed by the client, who yep. was a builder, but it mm-hmm. was um, built by NJB Landscapes. And um, yeah, they all did a phenomenal job um, out there. It was a really unusual shaped block. In Yarraville, look, typically Yarraville, I live in Yarraville, but there aren't big, big uh, properties in Yarraville. Yep. They're all very small. Um, 
So it's not like the sort of inner east where you've got a quarter acre to work with. Often you've got quite small small spaces. I think you might have had one in Yarraville too. Yeah, Powell yeah. Street, Yarraville. Yeah, yeah Powell Street, yeah. yeah. So you know all about it. Access mm. is often quite difficult. Um, soil is rubbish. Yeah. Soil is rubbish. <laughs> mm. Soil is very heavy, heavy reactive clay out there. And um, that project just kind of had a lot of, a lot of everything, you know, had, mm. you know, turntables for people to turn around in basketball courts. And I think part of that is what kind of won us the award is just the amount of things that we had to fit into that space and make, mm. make work into that area. Um, so yeah, that was that was a it was a really cracking job. Um, a client and just getting some clients again who were really dedicated to making a great space themselves and and loving the garden area as well because often you get a lot of clients who don't want to have to deal with plants too much or yeah. you know, the first thing will be low maintenance, give me paving everywhere. But um, <laughs> you know, thankfully we've got some clients who 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 are interested in the garden and want to keep that looking good as well, whether they're maintaining it themselves or they've got someone else doing it. They just they just really love that garden looking good. And um, yeah, those, both those projects were, were very similar in that respect. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just I'm still blown away by the two clients uh, built, yeah, built the projects. I'm trying to process. I'm like, I just can't see it, but uh, proof no. in the pudding. So. Well, that, that Williamstown one, um, it, it always amazes me when I, when I left um, Romando, his name was, um, when I left Romando with his plans, I was looking at his backyard and he had to reclaim an, a whole metre across the side for, because... Yeah, we had the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, the, the fence was in the wrong location. Yeah, and just a metre out. Sewer, yeah. Just a whole metre along your boundary. It yeah. um, he had sewer through there and uh, like he had all these challenges and I thought, he's got to go to council and um, he's going to do it himself. I thought, I'll, I'll, I might hear from him in a year or two yeah. if I'm like, <laughs> yeah. after he's gone through that. And uh, three months later, he said, yeah, I've got it all, all sorted go. out. It's all good to go. Yeah, wow. just amazing. Good on him. That's awesome. Yeah. So how have you found, uh, you know, recent industry awards, um, you know, impacting your career and the, the business and things like that? How, how have you found the recognition of your work within the, the industry itself? Yeah, really, really good. I mean, it's only been recently getting the awards from Landscape Victoria. Yep. So yet to see it. I guess everyone probably expects you to put your prices up after yeah. that. <laughs> um, and I think we, we probably will anyway, but that's not, for those, for that reason, just because we're getting quite busy, and it's one of those levers we can use to yep. to stem the flow of work coming in a little bit too. Um, but no, look, and there was Melbourne Flower and Garden Show earlier this year mm-hmm. as well, which we did pretty well at too. Um, look, pretty, that, pretty well, pretty well. People's Choice, <laughs> not, yeah. not a big deal. People's Choice. We won a mm. won a couple of awards. Yeah, you won a few. Um, didn't pull in best in show. It was, it was, would have been would have been loved to get that. But you know, you would have been on a month earlier. Had you won that, you would have been on here a month earlier. Too, <laughs> yeah, so. Just, just so you know, sorry, <laughs> mate. you bumped me back. We've had uh, yeah, Charlie Arvo's already oh, been on. Oh, you so, did, mate. Charlie. I got bumped for Charlie. Yeah. Did a double episode actually. <laughs> yeah. <if you> remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, um, if I had known, me. I would have worked a bit harder. Yeah. <laughs> I would have tried. <laughs> I would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, so I should have worked a bit harder on Mifkus. Um, but no, there's Mifkus and the, the, the LV Awards this year. Yeah. And look, yeah, look, they, they get received really well in the industry. Mm. I think, um, I guess people, you know, sort of look at that and, you know, they probably expect a bit more from you after that, um, you know, and Scotty's always said that, you know, people always sometimes think you're better than you are or they think that you think in your head that you're better than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, pumps up the ego a little mm. bit. Yeah, um, Chris. But to be, <laughs> kind of why you both pointed at me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, look, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't think those things don't go to my head. I, I never kind of expect to actually do well at those things. I probably, um, I don't know. I don't particularly have a lot of ego in that respect. But um, I, it is really, really nice to get those awards. Um, but I don't go into them thinking I'm going to get them. And yep. um, and when I do, like I said, it was just, it's just nice to get a bit of recognition for your work and um, know that. People who know what they're talking about, particularly with the LV Awards, they think that your work is really good too. And I got some great comments from some of the judges just off the side personally mm-hmm. um, about the gardens and the design. And, um, yeah, it's just great to hear people I respect giving me that sort of stuff. It was really, really wonderful. Yeah, definitely. How, how, do you, how do you feel now going out to new projects that you're looking at? The awards sort of thing looming in the back of your head saying, oh, this could be the potential to be another great cracking job. I, I really need to dot my I's and cross my T's on the design on this one. Are you a little bit more conscious oh, you of do. it? Yeah, no, you do. You do. Oh, this could be, you know, if you, and especially when you compare it to what you just won with, you know, you yeah. might go, oh, this, this, one's, this one's potentially even better. You know, this one's amazing. 
But I think as soon as I get that in my head, <laughs> that's when it all that's when it all falls apart, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or or you know it just won't happen. Or there might be, you might even go up against a, a, some other amazing gardens at the same time because you know what I see happening around at the moment. You know we're not the only ones who are busy. Everyone's pretty busy, and there are a lot of amazing projects being undertaken um, by a lot of different um, a lot of different people. So. You know, I expect that over the next couple of years we're going to see some really, mm. really impressive stuff. Some cool stuff. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Do you think, although in saying that, and this is I've just this has just occurred to me, um, the, obviously the last few years money has been very cheap mm. to borrow yes. and spend, whereas the next few years it's obviously much more expensive. I wonder if we're going to see cuts, and this obviously it's client by client basis. Everyone's mm. in a different financial position. But mm. I, I wonder that that might actually have, We'll have all these ideas based on previous pricing and conditions. Mm. But I've had a client say to me, "We did his backyard for you know four fifty, and um, money was cheap." He's like, "We just kept on adding everything, and we're doing the front yard now, and it's still too classic, hard. Chris. Just, no, we just kept adding everything. <laughs> just kept going. No, no, he kept on. Oh, no, let's do this. Let's do that. And he just said, he just said, money was so cheap then. Now yeah. I, I don't know if I want to spend two fifty two hundred yeah. on the front yard. Yep. yep. Can we get it down to one fifty? And you're like, okay, well then there goes fifty or hundred grand. Mm, out of yeah. that, so I wonder if it was the same economic conditions in the backyard. Mm. Maybe that four fifty would have been three fifty, which hundred grand is a decent whack because it's all the you've got to pay if you've got to do this, but that's mm. the extras, that's the cream, possibly yep. the award winning. Yeah, well, know, it's, the de- it's a lot of the details yeah. often. Yeah. Um, a lot of the exciting stuff, you know, can get pulled back. So it's still the intent is there, but the exciting stuff gets kind of pulled yeah. out. Um, yeah, you're right. Look, I think. I'll be interested to see how that that happens. We don't seem to be seeing a lot of that slowing down, mm. but I think in a part of the industry, it certainly will. Yeah. Um, I think there is obviously a, a, a part of the market, and it's kind of probably the part of the market we're all pushing to get into is the part of the market where the rates and things aren't impacting yeah. people so much. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like to think we're in that, not completely in that market, but we are in a bit in that market, and so we don't, we're not seeing a huge slowdown on that, mm. but certainly, you know, the cost of materials isn't getting any less or labour mm. isn't getting any mm. less and everyone's still pretty busy. So people aren't, you know, dropping their prices to get work at the moment. So um, you've all got the, yeah, you've got all those same conditions, but money's a bit harder to borrow. But I yeah. um, haven't seen it impact us, but I think it will yeah. at some point. At some point it will. Yeah. Well, I, sure. kind of, I wonder, as these next wave of projects kick off and whether people will be more mindful of it, that's all. Yeah. 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 The, the fortunate thing, I guess, with design is they can spend, you know, thousands of dollars now up front, <clears throat> whatever it is to, to go through the process, mm. and then sit on it for a while in a lot of circumstances. So if they've got a garden that doesn't need to be completely overhauled right this right minute, now, they can get a design, sit on it for 12 months, wait 18 months, whatever it might be, and then pull the trigger then on, on later it happens. Yeah. It's not that the, the entry, the cost of entry is not that big of a deal to, mm. to Mm. Yeah, to well, bear compared to construction itself. Yeah. Um. So I think they'll. I rec- dare say there'll be a few people that do that a little bit. Mm. Um. You know, your new builds, the big, beautiful new home that's now on a dirt patch and needs something to be done asap. Yep. That's always going to be there. That that's. Yeah, and they'll they'll probably cut our lot out and just do the basics. Um, as yep. we we're sort of saying, but you know what's what has probably changed a lot is the. Um, I guess the way that the market perceives landscape, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, people didn't really think much about the landscape mm. and didn't really have much value. It was on an afterthought. It. Yeah, yeah, it was an afterthought. It just needed to be done and it needed to be done okay. But now people want more and expect more. Yeah. And um, and so they are, and they also understand probably the cost a little bit better. I think there's still this perception that landscape is cheaper than a build. <clears throat> yep. Um, but. Yeah, we all know it's probably not, um, but I think people are starting to get their head around that and understand mm. that, you know, True. pool and landscape now, you know, it might have been $180,000, $200,000, you know, a few years ago. Now we're talking two hundred fifty, three hundred fifty, and people are probably a little bit less shocked by that. Mm. Um, and and I think people want and desire and need a, a nice backyard more. And they see the value in it yeah. in, in terms yeah. of the resale on the property or just lifestyle value as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just going through COVID and sitting there with a, an empty backyard, when you know they 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 would have loved to add the pool or the El Fresco area so the yeah, family sure. could have used it. Now, it, but yeah, it's just more valuable now. Yeah, totally. And you talk to real estate guys, and they all say that as well. Mm. Like obviously, there's the age old kitchen and bathrooms was always the the, the big thing that you had to get right in the, in houses for yep. that were the, mm. the money items, and now it's also landscape. Mm. We you, look, yeah. you've just got a basic landscape, 
it's like, no, it'll do. If you've got a complete wow factor, it's like you've just added hundreds of thousands to the, to the house value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people are seeing that. And mm. we're getting engaged earlier and earlier as well of, of the build. So, you know, you guys are getting calls at the very start, you know, while architects are still working on the design of the house. Mm. And then us as the contractor on site, we're going out and looking at a vacant block where the house hasn't even started yet mm. and talking about this is the design we've got. Yeah. Can you start quoting it? They sign contracts. If there's any budget changes on that end, we've mm. got 12, 18 months to adjust things. We, we, we can make those those, those changes, changes opposed yeah. to, hey, I've just moved into my house and I need to get this sorted ASAP. It's like, Jesus, like you're scrambling to you know, deal yep. with the, the blowout from the house. So, yeah. yeah. It's good. And often the real estate photo, the hero <laughs> photo is the garden or the pool. It is. Yeah. Or the backyard. Yeah. Yep, well, the bedroom reason. only looks so good. Sure. Yeah. Oh, your bedroom. Have you just got the mirrors on the ceiling? Just the one. Yeah. Just the one. <laughs> Full ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> just one big mirror. Out, can't we? <laughs> um, but actually, we've got to go to a short break now, Tyson. Um, Darren, we'll be back in just a second. With almost four decades of experience, Arbor Green is Australia's tree planting expert. They've built a reputation for working closely with their civil, commercial and residential landscape customers to provide superior products, unparalleled knowledge, exceptional service and outstanding outcomes. They're more than a leading supplier to the landscape industry. Think of Arbor Green as an extension of your team, your resourceful project ally. If a solution exists, they will find it. If it doesn't, they'll make one. Visit arborgreen.com.au to talk to an expert today. Hi, I'm Kirsten Raynor from Tree Logic, and you're listening to The Front Garden with Chris and Tyson. Welcome back to The Front Garden. Tyson, we've got Darren in here from Mint Design, and um, actually during the break he was saying how the ads are his favourite part of the podcast. Oh, no, it's a bit of a backhanded yeah, comment, yeah, that one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> No, they're just really good ads. Guys. Yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah, got Great it. sponsors. We guys. wouldn't be here without our sponsors. No, thank you, boys. <laughs> uh, they wouldn't be able to afford Tyson without the sponsors. No, now, God, no. Um, Darren, tell us a bit about your process. We get a lot of a lot of listeners are, um, I guess, new to the industry, starting up a business. What can you tell us about how the process from initial, I guess, contact, how that all runs? Yeah, look, we're probably not that different to a lot of design companies. We don't do anything drastically different in terms of process, I suppose. Um so we'll obviously start with a consultation on site. Um, we'll go out and meet with people, ideally on the property that we're working on. That's not always the case because it might be a, a property that hasn't been, or house that hasn't been built yet. It might be an existing house on the property. Um, we'll go sit at a cafe and have a chat. Um, and yeah, just get all, all the information for the brief as much as we can from a client, take all our notes. We then provide a quote. Um, and yeah, hopefully they'll they'll sign up to that. We actually quote them for the concept plan and we quote, for renders and things as well. So we'll charge additional price for um, for 3D renders, mm-hmm. um, which I think you've got to. It's almost a whole nother, um, yeah. a whole nother a business within a business mm. doing that sort of stuff. It's not that straightforward. I think there's a lot involved in that sort of thing. And that's probably the one thing we do differently to most businesses is do that stuff in-house. There's not a lot of people doing that. There's more and more um, as they get in touch with the, the technology. Um, but we've been doing it for quite some time. So... We'll produce a concept plan, um, again, black and white concept plan with elevations and things. Um, 50% of those clients will probably have renders um, with those with those concept plans. We'll present those back, get feedback, make changes we need to make, um, and then hopefully we go into construction documentation. So, And that's the one place we've really worked hard on, I guess, over the last sort of five years is, is producing more construction information. Um, and trying to provide as much as we can so that we can get the design intent realised and it's also easier for contractors to to quote projects mm-hmm. um, and quote them more effectively. And if you know if the client's putting it out to sort of two or three cl- uh, contractors, um, you're kind of comparing apples with apples. You know, a lot yep. of people try and send that concept plan out and, you know, you get wildly varying prices. I mean, you get wildly varying prices even with, yeah, with, yeah, constru- yeah. <laughs> with yeah. construction drawings, but at least you know that they're probably quoting the same stuff and you'll see that those variations yeah. might be just I don't know down to down to whatever but um yep. yeah so from a from a from a um process perspective it's very similar to what most people mm-hmm. I think would provide um it's just the level of detail in the construction documentation that we try to deliver pretty heavily on um and you know they, those documents take a lot of time to produce mm-hmm. um it's a lot of work to do that a lot of checking rechecking making sure everything is right um and then, yeah, then they can go finally out the door. Yeah. 
Do you find that the presenting the design with the renders obviously helps? Yeah, helps massively. Absolutely. It absolutely point. does. Yeah, yeah. where well, I'm similar. I, I I don't almost don't offer now just the 2D for that reason. That mm. you're walking with a 2D plan now. Yep. And it's like, trust me, this is worth half a million dollars. <laughs> yes. And it's like, I promise you, it's going to look really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're walking with the plan in a heap of renders that show this is why. It's, and they're like, how good's that? Done. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do the TD first and then kind of hit them with the 3D afterwards? No, nah, like, bit oh, of both. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I like to. I like to sort of do the reveal. Yeah, you know, here, and here's the yeah. They get rid of that stuff, and here, yeah. check this out. Yeah, you know, now yeah. the three Ds I push first, and then the two D stuff yeah. at the back. Yeah, because probably don't have to talk so much. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I don't even talk, mate. I just push play, just press play. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, but it just it, it totally just gets them on board, mm. and then we literally will use the two Ds a reference to this yep. is what's going on here and there. Yeah, for yeah. that reason that the every time I've to save them money at the start, mm. I've gone just two D. But then I present it. I'm like, Ugh, yeah. I'm, I wish I had three yeah, of these. Yeah, because yeah, no. I know if you could just see the three D, you'd go, oh, "That looks awesome." Yeah, it is, it is amazing, and you know that vision in your head, and you put it down to two D, you know, just on paper. Mm. Um, how sometimes little that can get through to the client or yeah. the understanding, even though you feel like you're describing it, mm. it doesn't kind of get through. And then you put something in front of them that's visual and three D, and then they get it, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's, I actually, I'm actually quite surprised sometimes that they they didn't see that from the two D. Yes, <laughs> um, but you know, obviously, we're doing this all the time, mm. so we know what what we're talking about. We know what to expect. But these guys, you know, probably first time they've done it, so yeah, they, yeah. they can't visualize that. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's such a valuable tool. Yeah, to be able to put the three Ds in front of clients, um, and they they do love it. And you know what I find is that um, we can push uh, or we can get. Better, uh, bigger ideas or more interesting mm. ideas across the line. Yes, because they can get a bit nervous mm. um, about how they're going to look if they haven't seen it. Um, but if they see it, they love it. It's more likely to happen. Yeah. Um, and I also find that the clients who have got the three D are more likely to to make it happen overall. Just yeah. whatever it is, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll they'll go through with it. Yeah. To it. Um, yeah. Again, again, because they they love it, or they might they might spend extra too. I find they will 100%. pay more. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's why if you don't have the offering, maybe it. <laughs> But you don't, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one to balance up. But I find that, yeah, as I say, the success rate is mm. better by far. Yeah. We've found on site that the 2D is almost for us to quote off mm. effectively and refer back to for little references. But every time the client refers back to the plan, it's always a, re- a, a, a render, a, a still a shot of a render. But the trees yeah. were four metres tall. <laughs> yeah. oh, in the well, this is the drawback for the renders, <laughs> yeah, right, is, yeah. is that expectations can be set a little yeah. bit too high. <laughs> Especially with plants, you know, because, yeah. and it's always been the challenge with, with doing renders uh, on a, from a landscape perspective. Doing it from a house perspective is fine. You're working with pretty simple geometry most of the time, mm. whereas we deal with plants and um, lots yeah. of different plants. So if you've, you're trying to represent something that someone hasn't drawn, um, hasn't modelled and made look beautiful, you know, you have to use something else. Um, mm. You know, you might not get that. Uh, I was trying to represent a, um, a trailing, um, what's it called, goat's foot, which is up in, up in um, Queensland, but mm-hmm. it's goat's foot vine, but mm. no one's made it yet. So we just had this crappy little trailing plant over the edge. <laughs> it's like, that's not quite, just imagine it's going to be like that. Um, and dragon tree is another one. There's no one, yeah. no one's drawn a beautiful dragon tree yet. So there's some shockers, isn't there? There's some like, shockers. Oh, yeah, even a date palm, like a nice canary. <laughs> the options we have are horrific. It's yeah. like, what do you mean? No one's look at them. They're everywhere. Yeah, they've got to be. You've got yeah. to have something somewhere. Um, but you know, and, and but when you can find the plant that you want, and yeah. it looks amazing, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, sometimes, and, and you do find that some clients will want that three D to look exactly uh, correct. And we've been know? caught out a few times. Yeah, mm. with the dicking timber colour. Oh yeah, it's, about, it's more brown in the images. I'm like, yeah, because you printed it off when you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! You need, yeah, you've run out of red in your, in your printer. <laughs> I thought we'd go for the grey look, but um, yeah, no, no, it's just an interesting uh, observation. Yeah, and mm. they've got a gun to your head. Then they're oh. locked and loaded. You're stuck with it now. So yeah, yeah. you do have to do a bit of a, a, a preemptive spiel about the fact that we we've got it close. And we're yeah. trying to match what we can, um, yeah. but you can't always be spot on. It can't be perfect, um, but we'll do our best to get it as close as possible. But, um, yeah, still still people do like to go through sometimes with a fine-tooth comb mm. um, and make it all. And that, that's probably the one drawback with renders and also um, uh, changes and updates as well are a lot more intensive with yeah. models and renders when they, yeah. than they are with um, 
you know, two D stuff too. Yeah. Can you just change the kitchen inside? Can you make that white for me? <laughs> uh, and what happens if the house was rendered in blue? Yeah. Yes, like, yeah, change the house color. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. A, yeah, a modeling person. It's like, yeah, look, a little bit, but I'm not going to keep going back to. We've been caught out a couple of times where it's like there's a step here on the render, and it's not on. So somewhere it's it's changed, obviously, because yes. the true heights on site don't match mm. the render. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but I thought there was going to be a step here. And I'm like, well, you can't have a step. It's it not in the working it. no, drawings. Yeah. It's not in the, the 2D. It doesn't need it. Yeah. It, I know it's on the render, but that's a, this one particular angle that you can see it on, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Trust me. <laughs> oh, and, okay. And then other, you do it and then it's all That cool. comes down to that um, modification or those update things. You know, yeah. often you'll use it or you try to just use it with a visualization tool at mm. the concept presentation. Yep. Um, but the plan will change yep. and, and modify based on, say, the client's feedback. Um, but the 3D doesn't always get updated yeah, because it's a lot more work or yeah. they haven't paid for that or whatever. Mm. So you'll get a plan that's correct, but the, yes. the 3D isn't. And then now when we fill out our building contracts, uh, we put an attachment, because obviously online, thanks to Landscape Mentoria, online contracts, mm. um, we put in the a copy of the 2D or the working drawings, but we never put in a copy of the render because... Mm. This is, what you, this is what you're basing well, on. Well, it could be four yeah, or five yeah. different things that are changed. And yeah. And my guys hate that. Because I, I might look, not look at the render again. Like you just yeah. do the render in nine months ago and the boys start building a year later or nine months later. Yeah. Mm. And then like the, the clients looked at it every day for that yeah. nine months. <laughs> They've studied it. <laughs> They've studied it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the boys have dug it up and they've got it. And they're like, why don't, and I'm like, oh, whoop, yep. No, what happened was we changed this, changed yeah. that. Yeah. And but like, yeah, the time to go back and change all the renders. Is, uh, well, obviously yeah. the client's not going to want to pay up no is for a pointless little step it's mm. just money lost so yeah yeah and we feel smarter about it we might present the two days first and then get the feedback and then do the renders afterwards yeah right, <laughs> at the very end don't that start would be thinking easy. now Wouldn't that? <laughs> a job would go from 400 grand to 150 yeah. it's like, yeah that's better that's, that's better it. it's not as exciting in the no. first presentation no emotion to it yeah, yeah. <clears throat> what about material choice and selection how do you go about that and is there any is there any sort of idea to prioritise sustainability? Yeah, good question. Um, look, I think we we talk a lot about sustainability in our industry, um, but I think that the the supplier side of things is really a long way behind um, in terms of products and things that are available on the market that mm. are sustainable. Um, I think there was a lot of talk about it, you know, sort of five years ago or maybe a bit more, five or ten years ago, and... Um, I just don't know if the, um, the 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 stuff on the market is there um, at the moment because we're still importing everything, you yeah. know, stone wires and yep. things like that as well. Um, but I'd love to see an industry on, you know, there's obviously some, there are some products that will work uh, that are more sustainable or things that are made in Australia. Um, but from that perspective in terms of materials and things um, like stone, pavers and all those sort of things, I think we still import probably far too much. Um, and it'd be really nice to see a, a, a market in Australia for those sorts of things. Mm. Um, but do I think about that day to day when I design? Probably not. Um, I would love to think about it more, um, but it does. It does. I think it would be very limiting yeah. in that respect yep. um, in terms of your material selections and things. Mm. You'd pretty much only have a couple of options. Um, you know, the one I know of and who I, I really appreciate what they do is Anston. Um, they, they use a lot of uh, local products in, to make their pavers, yep, a lot yeah, of handmade right. stuff. Um, so, but, you know, I don't, I don't get a lot of clients who are um, sensitive to that stuff, yep, surprisingly. That's the reality, isn't it? Yeah, yep. I don't get people who are asking for that. Um, people are probably more budget conscious because I think, again, sustainability doesn't always have to mean it's more expensive, but often it, often it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Often it does cost more. So I think that, yeah, like I said, I don't get people asking for it. No. Um, so it would be nice if they did. Um, we probably had one project a few years ago where everything had to be, everything had to be sustainably sourced, um, and that was because the development was a sort of sustainable development. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so all the timber had to be, from memory, FSC sourced and all, all this sort of stuff. And, wow, it was, it was, it was intense. And if yeah. I had to do that on every project, I mean, you, you'd eventually probably get, used to where those things come from but it, even then probably six years ago um sourcing those products at the, the the at the really high sustainable level was really challenging yeah you know and they then they had to come from new south wales yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know right. timbers and things like that you know they had to yeah. come from a long way away because we don't have that industry set up or yep. didn't have that industry mm. set up 
in Victoria, um, like the chain of custody stuff. You know, it was, yeah, it, it was really hard work. And you would have to, as a designer, you'd have to charge a hell of a lot more. Yeah. It's like if you were to use recycled products a lot more in your designs rather than, say, buy them from, you know, Eco Outdoor or Anston or whatever, um, you'd have to go and source them. You'd mm. physically have to go out. Yep find that product in the quantity that you need, yeah. make sure it's good enough. You'd have to travel out on site, check it out, get it all together. Um, you know, the, the amount of work you have to put in to do something more sustainable or do something, I don't know, uh, reuse materials and things is quite a bit more intensive and I'm yeah. not sure market's ready to pay for that. Things are already pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. It comes back to budget. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame though because I think everybody, you know, wants to do – Better for the environment, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I do. I do sort of take. I, I do appreciate though that we plant a lot of plants in our industry. <laughs> I yeah. think that's great. I think that we work with plants. Um, you know, I've I've seen people criticise our industry for not being having enough biodiversity and things like that. But I think just the fact that we are um, increasing the amount of trees and plants and things in mm. projects, I think, is a good thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's not necessarily our job in our industry, residential industry, necessarily to create more biodiversity, although I think it's not a bad thing to chase. Yeah. I think it's there. And like we were talking this morning offline, um, Chris, about how in the last five years, the quantity of paving on site Mm. and concrete Mm. on site has diminished. It's Mm. it's like such a minimal amount of hardscapes now. Yeah, right. Um, Mm. And there's more and more softscapes coming into the the equation. You've obviously still got your alfrescos and areas and things mm. like that they're a given but yep gone are the days of doing your you know 150 square meters of paving like we used to it just it just doesn't happen it's more horticulture based isn't it, it yeah, yeah. there's, a, there's a, a lean towards more horticulture which is great yeah, yeah. soft and green and cool yeah that's they're sort of making that the champion now i think mm. in the last few years i've certainly seen a lot more of that but mm. um you always you also try to be a bit more efficient with your paving areas because they're the sort of thing that push the price up a lot yeah. too mm. so if you're putting in a really large Paved area, but you don't really need it. Yeah, um, yeah I'd cut it out. You yeah. know, I just don't. If you don't need that space, why pave it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's going to be very. It's going to be hideously expensive, and you're not going to get much out of it. Yep. Um, and obviously, having more green spaces improves the project overall. Just looks better, feels better. Um, and you know, you just got to get the client over the line on sometimes maintenance. Mm. Or, I mean, I can probably count on one hand the number of people who've said they're really keen gardeners in sort of 17 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. And they would love a garden. And More I probably. The better, please. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But uh, it is great when it does. Yeah. Amazing when it does. Because, um, yeah, I just don't, don't get that very often anymore. Well, we've spoken to just recently Tami Cruiser, who's an mm-hmm. urban planner that's huge on greening up the urban environment. So yep. the cities. And he's doing work mm-hmm. all around the world. Fascinating stuff, actually. So mm. well worth a listen. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there, so that he, he's very mindful that uh, governments around the world yep. need to green up these cities. Yeah. To well, cool it down. Absolutely. And yep. all the rest of it. Yep. Um, more green spaces in cities and, you know, where the biodiversity thing I think can really play a part is obviously in our, um, yeah, our public spaces and things yeah. like that as yeah. well. Um, I, I think it'll be tough to do it in, in small residential mm. areas, but certainly in public spaces and parks and things is a real opportunity for biodiversity to sort of take a big, big role. Yeah, um, definitely. And green spaces in cities, we need more of them, mm. for sure. I think that's a mm. pretty obvious consensus, that one, more green spaces, because everyone's yeah. screaming for them at the moment. So. Unless you're uh, a property developer. Unless you want to just make <laughs> money and roll on <laughs> more apartments. That's yeah. it, exactly right. So, Mate, just a quick one for the uh, aspiring landscape designers that are out there. What's yes. uh, what's some advice that you can give, um, you know, based on your own lessons that you've had over the years up and coming? Yeah, good question. I think um, learn as much as you can. I mean, and get your head around the boring stuff because even, yeah, and that's that's the permits, the report and consent, your planning overlays and things like that. Understand your easements. Um, but on the, on, the, on the exciting front, I think the more you design, the better. I was listening to someone talk about writing songs the other day and he said, you know, the first write as many songs as you can because the mm. first thousand are going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he, and, he, and then he said, but the the next thousand they'll just be less shit. Yep. Yeah. 
but the more you practice, the better you'll get. It's like yeah. this podcast, Tyson. <laughs> yeah, like this podcast is still getting better and better. <laughs> it's going to take us a while to get to a thousand. So <laughs> the next hundred will be okay. That's why I've only just come on here. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to avoid <laughs> the, the shit. The first the few shit. <laughs> we're a lot less uh, shit than we were. <laughs> well, it's like anything. You do it. You do it more and more, and you get better and better. And I think mm. um, a lot of people come into our industry to be designers and expect that they will just learn on the job. Um, and it doesn't necessarily work that way, you know. You, it might be like an apprentice. You've got to do your time. You've mm. got to you've got to do work on the basics first, and over time you'll gain that 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 knowledge um, to be able to come. You know it, what you guys do today. Um, it's the same as design. I think the more you expose yourself to design and 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 different uh, in real projects. So mm. you know, I will. I, I would love. If I've got people working for me, I'd be more than happy if they take home a base plan and they they design it themselves in their own time. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, you can't go wrong. And then you can have a chat to the designer and and see what they think. But the more you do it, the better you'll get, and the more experience you'll get, and the faster you'll become. You'll be invited to do design day to day in real projects. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love it. Good Take advice. some initiative. Yeah. Grab it. Yeah, I yeah, got this. I did. I mean, I used to do that myself, and I kind mm. of always expect in the back of my head that everyone will do that, but they don't. <laughs> not the norm. It's well, not the norm. In my own time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not get paid. Can you explain yeah. that theory <laughs> yeah. to me? Well, yeah. But, but like I said before, when you're 28 and you're changing industries, you sort of go, well, I, I, you kind of I feel like you have time. to. Yeah. yeah I, I, don't have, I don't have five years to sort of sit in an office and, and, and learn on somebody else's time. I've got to go out and do it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, the reality is, if you want to get anywhere quickly, you've got to, you've really got to throw yourself into mm. anything, um, and yeah, just get practice, just do more and more of it. Yep, right, great love advice. It. Yep, love it. Yeah, this uh, is right. it. Final one, mate, the big one. You would have known this one's coming. <laughs> yeah, from all the episodes you listen to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you want to just? What, do you want to ask the question? You ask the question. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I, I, I'd like to hear it oh, come out of Tyson's <laughs> mouth. It doesn't feel the same if Tyson really? doesn't ask okay. it. <laughs> Why don't you answer Smooth. the question, then you'll ask it after. <laughs> Smooth. No, mate, if you, if you hadn't entered the industry, uh, what do you think you'd be doing with yourself? Oh, I don't know. I'd probably still be making wine somewhere, mm-hmm. I reckon, yep. um, or just drinking it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. quietly in a corner somewhere. <laughs> in a basement. <laughs> you guys do that already? In a gutter. No. <laughs> in uh, <the> gutter. <laughs> um, no, look, I think that's a good question. I have no idea what I'd be doing, but, um, you know, I probably would have stuck it out in the wine industry, I guess, and I'd probably be out in, you know, middle of France. Oh, actually, that sounds pretty that's good. Terrible. Yeah, in the middle of France making wine oh, in a vineyard. Yeah, yeah, that would be awful, wouldn't it? Mm, um, terrible. Yeah. Lucky you got into landscape design. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> Yeah, lucky, especially with all the, the stress coming up to Christmas. Yeah, that's it. Suddenly the wine industry sounds good again. Yeah. Maybe this, it's well, not too late to change together, back. The two go together, the stress of work goes hand in hand with the wine. Hand in hand. They do. Yeah, I think that's what I'd be doing. Yep, wine. Good choice. Yeah, Love good choice. It. Good stuff, mate. All right, well, thanks for coming on, mate. Really appreciate you yeah, coming. No for worries, time. guys. Thank you. Really appreciated the chat. Um, I'll keep listening. Yes. Um, <laughs> thanks for answering and, our calls. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Calls responding to our emails. Let me know when you get even better and uh, I'll come back for the, the final episode and when yeah. you guys have got this down to a fine art. Yeah, right. well, yeah we'll, we'll be in touch in 10 years. Yeah, we'll see, 10 years. see how we go. 20, you haven't plotted the final episode yet? No, just, not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> one day at a time, mate. One day at a time. Good no, one. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. No, thank you, guys. Thanks, Cheers. mate. Uh, guys, as always, if there's something you want us to talk about, reach out tfg at landscapingvictoria.com.au or jump on the Landscaping Victoria website <clears throat> and follow the mm. links to SpeakPipe. You can leave us a voicemail message, um, criticise Darren or Chris or whoever you want on the show. You, what about you? Yeah. And, and I, there's no criticism, criticism we had. Yeah. Steve or Mitch's button pushing skills, or any of it. So to Tyson is welcome. Feel free to reach out, guys. It's encouraged, and, uh, actually. Encourage. <laughs> give us some feedback. Uh, and if there's anything you want us to talk about. Until next time, guys, you're listening to The Front Garden. <laughs> <laughs>